Well, <laughs> I always laugh. Welcome to the John Lyon Podcast. This is episode 42. Today we got Spencer Lyon. Hello. He walked all the way down from upstairs <laughs> to come on the podcast. And we got first time ever Donovan Lucas. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, you go ahead and turn the mic. Yeah, there we go. Just Perfect. as much as you want. Yeah, um, so how's everyone doing? It's Monday. Good. Got a case of the Mondays. Got through it, yeah. Donovan, how long which long are you up here in Utah for? Till tomorrow at six. Tomorrow at six? Yeah. You flying home? Yep. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple weeks since I've had an episode, but uh I got some wisdom in the house, so I wanted to kind of interview these guys. I'll let you guys know the topic in a little bit. But I do have a fun fact for us. Um kind of reminded me when Kim was saying she had that new medicine that she got upstairs. Oh yeah. But uh so you guys ever wondered why uh prescription bottles are a certain color? Nope. So, they're mostly orange, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> this is true. Um, so, prescription bottles come in several different colors. This is straight from Wikipedia. Um, it says, the most common of which being orange or light brown due to its ability to prevent ultraviolet light from degrading the potentially photosensitive contents through photochemical reactions, while still letting enough visible light through for the contents to be easily visible. I was not aware of that. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> Found it online. Also, I've never seen these colors, though. They come in clear, uh, blue, dark brown, green, and various opaque hues. I've seen blue. You've seen blue? Yeah. I've seen quite a few medicine bottles in my life. Yeah, we can get into that <laughs> later. But um, <laughs> So uh, today, I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about what it's like being a dad. So Spencer has three kids, and then Donovan, you have one kid, right? Yeah. And if anyone who's been... I guess friends with me on Facebook or anything. I'm about to have a kid, or my wife is about to have a kid in in like two weeks. So I just kind of wanted to. I think get, it's coming quicker. Yeah, it might I'm come quicker. This yeah. week. Jessica, I think she's going to go on a walk right now with Kim. But I kind of just want to get your guys' perspective on like what it's like being a dad and like what just realities versus fiction, what people show on the movies, frustrations, the joy you have, like whatever. I got tons of questions, but um, I kind of want to first get your guys' backgrounds, like. When did you have a kid? When did you have your first kid? How old were you? Um, you want to start, Spencer? <clears throat> sure. Uh, <laughs> my first, my oldest son, Tristan, he was born in 2004. So I think I was about 28 or 29. So I was a little, I guess, older. Yeah. And well, it's not okay. It's, anyone who's listening, com- we got we got Mormon culture Mormon, intertwined old, in this. Where we're so sitting, yeah. I wanted to be done with school, and I, I finished school, and he was born a month later. And then Scarlet was three about three years after that, and then Alex was about three years after Scarlet. So we kind of had big gaps. Yeah. And then, um, then I got snipped, and I won't have any more. <laughs> so. What about you, Donovan? You just had your first kid. Of- I had my first, and so I'm like, what do you say? I'm a, I'm the super old one. So I was 38. 38. My first one. And we're they hoping to have them sooner, but uh, in, in our culture, we you know that's that's a grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you could be. That's yeah. called thirty eight. Yeah, you could be a grandpa, huh? Um, so that's your guys' backgrounds. Um, let me see. I have some stuff written down here. Oh, first off, did you guys want to have kids? I mean, from the background, yeah. we, from being you know, LDS or the focus on families. Uh, what I kind of? I actually wanted. I was kind of like four to six was was what I thought I would do. Oh yeah, me and you come from a family of yeah, six kids, and, so and Donovan was, as well. I was yeah. down to have you know a handful of kids for sure. And then what about you, Donovan? What made yeah, you? Yeah, the same thing, uh, but it didn't work out the way I thought it was. going All right, to. <laughs> but yeah, but that's kind of what what I wanted. So let's get into that a little bit. So you, when did you get married? 
10 years ago. 10 years ago? Yeah. So you said you didn't plan on waiting this long to have kids? No, we weren't. We weren't going to. In the beginning, kind of, we were going to wait a little bit because um, we were you know, just different plans. You know, plans yeah. change. Um, and then it just ended up, yeah, took a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> And your first kid's a boy, right? Yeah. I'm not assuming gender or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, Spencer, did you guys plan on having Tristan at the yeah. time around the time you did? Yeah, I, w- I would never. I don't understand the concept of accidents. That would never happen in my <laughs> life, ever. And so, no, it was definitely planned. Like I said, it was about the time I was finished school. So yeah. we'd been married about two years. And so it just kind of felt like, all right, this is the, the next step. So And then each one was planned after that. So Yeah. Now, do you guys like... Obviously, Don, you said you weren't planning on waiting as long as you did or as far as yeah. your wife getting pregnant and whatnot. But, like, would you guys, if you were to turn back time, would you have had your kids way earlier in your marriage? Or do you feel like you had them at the right time to where you were mature enough to have the kids? Either one answer. Well, I mean, that's just a difficult question. I, I, I just don't believe. I mean, there's certain circumstances where you're like, if ands or buts, you know, about yeah. it. But I think in this, it's just like you just have to... I, I had a mission president basically, and, and this is kind of what's dictated my life. And I don't really tell people this is when we were there, you know, he, most normal times they always tell you, go get married, have kids right away, you know, do all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked at me and he was like, um, take your time. He's like, be cautious. Yeah. He's like, don't jump into anything. And so that's, you know, that's, that's kind of why I am where I'm at. It's maybe not what I wanted, you know, in the atypical, you know, Mormon scheme of things. But, yeah. But I, I'm okay with it. I mean, because regardless if he was born 10 years ago or now, he's he's still the same kid. Yeah. How about you, Spencer? Yeah, I. that's a tough one. Looking back, it, it was the right time. The question, was it the right time? Would I have waited longer? Because um, I'm, I'm 30 as well, so I'm having a kid in Mormon standards I mean, late as well. So it's easy to look back in hindsight and be like, I don't know if I was ready because I probably wasn't yeah. maturity-wise, even though I was 28. Because I don't think you ever know what it's going to obviously be like to have a kid until you do it. Um, but I... I kind of agree with down. I really go against the culture uh, of this idea of getting married. And just because now looking back and having gotten married and done that for a while and see how hard that is. And then having kids and seeing how hard that is, like people do it all the time, but these people that get married, when they're like 19 and 20 and have honeymoon babies. I think it's insane. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They do it. It's possible. Yeah. But I, it's rough. I, and so my thing is I, yeah, I'm definitely think waiting a few years just because the marriage part is so dang hard. Yeah. And there's so much to learn and you know, obviously you're never going to learn it all in that short period of time, but just giving some time to learn how to work together because when you have that baby, things are going to change. You're about to you're going to see it's yeah. going to change between you two and it's going to change your life in a way and you're going to have to learn how to adjust to it. And so I think having some time under your belt together, learning how to work through other challenges and other trials and then bring that one. It's just going to make your communication. It's going to make things a little bit more easier. So I'm definitely on the same as Donovan as I'd wait get yeah. some time. So I think it was the right time. I, th- I think that's also like you, cause you guys got married before I did, obviously. So growing up, you guys had mentioned that like, it's a lot from your experience better to wait a few years because you're the same person when you wake up from your honeymoon, like you're not any different. And so I had never understood either why, how people like literally the first nine months of their marriage is the first nine months of their pregnancy, like you were talking about. And they're still learning how to get to know each other. And then like you've said before, once the baby comes, it's not really almost so about you two anymore. It's, it's more so the baby and the, the focus is on taking care of the kid. So yeah, I'm glad I waited as long as I did. And that's not a shot on people that have done it. Like yeah, I yeah. said, there's it works. been a ton of people that have done it and they, they make it happen just fine. But 
It's not. It's crazy. My preference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, in my in my opinion. So do you feel like even though you guys wanted to have kids earlier in your marriage, do you feel like obviously everything for me, I believe everything happens for a reason. Do you think you've got enough the experience you needed prepared to be prepared for when your your son came? Uh, yes and no. I mean. The circumstance with my dad, which, um, you know, I won't get too much into, but like that kind of made it a little difficult because I had nobody, because I'm the oldest. Yeah. And I had nobody to really fall on and then, you know, just have my wonderful sisters um, who had kids before me, but that's still not like, you know, the same. Yeah. That's the only thing I'd probably do, you know, miss as far as like being prepared and whatever for it. But other than that, like, I mean, I've had enough friends, I've helped enough people that have had kids. So you got, what is it, the, I just learned the new the new phrase in this because I talked to the kids. You know, the wise man learns from his own mistakes, and a wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. But it's actually that's not the quote. It's something else like where it's like the actual the wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. Is the actual quote, right? And it's oh, like and, and you don't ever learn. You don't make mistakes. You just kind of you know you just watch what everybody else does. And if you do that, you can kind of learn. You know, was that the most recent Star Wars movie? No, no, no. It's so. an old. It's like, no, I just heard that. Oh. No, wait, wait. It was a literally a movie I just saw recently, and it was a saying. And it had to do with like learning from the other person's mistake. Yeah. I swear Yoda a, says it. No, it's Yoda a, says it. Yeah, it's a famous quote. But he says something like that to Luke in yeah. the in Last been, Jedi. Yeah, it said so many different ways. Reinterpreted but, and yeah, whatnot. Um. So yeah, I'm about to have a baby. Like I said, in like two weeks, maybe less. What's it like? Because all my friends have been saying who who have had kids before, maybe they've had their first kid like a year ago. They said. The funniest part about the pregnancy for the guy is because you're not feeling any of it. You just see that your wife is growing, and you see that she's uncomfortable. But they say the entire pregnancy went by pretty fast, and then the last month dragged on. And that's exactly what me and Jess are feeling right now. So then they say it literally does not feel real for the guy that you're having a baby until you hear your baby cry for the first time in the hospital. Like, what was that like, hearing the baby cry for the first time? I know you're spending your situation a little different because of Tristan, but... Just in general, hearing your kids cry for the first time, realizing like, "Holy crap! Like this is real." You go ahead on that one, because do it too, Donovan. A, yeah, that's a, yours is more recent, I guess. A, as far um, as, but how old is your son? Like a year and a half. Year? Year and be, half? Yeah, a year and a half. Um, I mean, honestly, in our circumstance, it was kind of I don't know if Amber wants me talking about like <laughs> certain things, but um, oh, right, no one listens. They anyway. gave me the baby right away because Amber had to. She was losing a lot of blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was kind of intense, and then we had like we went from like. You know, one nurse and one doctor in there to yeah. having like I think ten or eleven people. Holy crap! Like when it went down, so it was like for me, it was like I didn't get that atypical. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But then when you talk to people, it's like every single person has like a moment. It's like I always feel like that 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 uh that storybook kind of like feeling of it. Yeah, isn't isn't the first kid. I, I, most people I talk to, like, the first one is just, like, a whirlwind of, like, things, and it's, it's like... Freaky the, stuff going the on The second sometimes. kid's the one that you come in because you kind of know what to expect and you know what to plan for. Makes sense. Yeah. What is that? Oh. Camera's making out. noises, whatever. Yeah. Donovan's <laughs> filming this for the first time because I've never done that. I'm scared to see myself on camera. <laughs> I'm just now getting used to hearing my voice <laughs> when I edit this stuff. Yeah. I know. Spencer's got no pants on. Um, <laughs> what about you, Spencer? I know with Tristan it was a little bit different with yeah, his... Yeah, that's a tough one to answer because it's... It's not, yeah, it was definitely not typical. Um, so I can't, it, it was really a blur and I, it took months to set it, set, set, to really set in what was going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe even years, really. Um, I would probably agree with the second kid was a little bit more, um, what well, was a better experience? I mean, my experience with my first kid, well, yeah, I, that's just a huge 
thing well, to fine. unpack. We don't have to get into <laughs> so it. So it's yeah. hard. Because I remember, I remember being at church like shortly after Tristan was born and hearing someone talk and teach a lesson about when their first kid was born, it was the, the greatest day of their life. Yeah. And for me, it was like the worst day of my life in a sense. So you and had like a different association it was way different, with yeah. this. Yeah, and again, it sounds horrible. Miracle that was, of birth. That was my experience. My experience was being in a room by myself for 40 minutes thinking my wife and my son were going to die and how I was going to cope with that yeah. in my life, not knowing what was going to happen. So, it, yeah, that, that's a huge story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do a podcast on yourself. But, I, you know, as the as the other children were born, then, it, it yeah, they, they were definitely more memorable um, and something to look forward to, uh, something that was more enjoyable i can't remember the question now what is like um, what is but... it like for like so if it was more normal air yeah, quotes for yeah. like scarlet and alex what's it like hearing them cry for the first time like knowing that oh, okay i have a kid it, that's a tough one again i yeah i can't answer that because i'd already had a kid yeah <laughs> so, yeah and so it was yeah. it was more enjoyable of an experience but I, yeah that's it's it, there's a holy crap moment though that's for sure yeah i mean all the way so yeah, I, I, it gets heavy real quick. Yeah, and my brain like goes to the worst case scenarios a lot because because I think I have a bigger imagination as far as like I like to daydream a lot. I don't necessarily do it on purpose, but I do daydream a lot. And I just thought like I'm pretty sure every dad goes through this with like uh, I don't know if my wife's gonna die during childbirth or if my baby's gonna die because it had to, it happens. And so having those uh, fears is is weird. Well, I think like, it's normal. It's normal, right? yeah. No. But the one thing I can say for sure is, and, and through my experience, I, I think I learned that um, there's so many variables that are required that have to happen in order to have a healthy baby. And it's amazing how many variables there are. And it's also amazing how often they go right. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen that much. Most of the time, it's a healthy baby. Thousands of kids born every day. Right. And so that's the kind of the miracle. And so I know we kind of worry about that, but for the most part, probability-wise... You're probably okay. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But it is natural to feel that way. And yeah. So then, like, how long was your, your wife in labor for, Donovan? In the, if you remember? He's close to 24 hours, I think. Yeah, didn't they say, like, the first yeah. baby's always the longest? Because you're longer. The well, woman's body's not really I think used they're, to it. if I remember, they're usually less, like, like, they're more likely to allow things to run its course on the first baby, okay. I believe. Um that's usually why it goes full term where they don't schedule, yeah. you know, inducing and that sort of thing. Typically, I believe, I don't know, I'm not a woman, but so <laughs> or I don't remember that well, but I remember that kind of thing. Cause Kim was in labor. It was like 26 hours before, um, they went to the cesarean as well. And, and before then there was no, um, they didn't feel any, any urgency. Yeah. I really should have, but they didn't. So, so it's a long time. Yeah. So then what's like the first day Again, with Tristan, it's so hard with you, with Tristan, but like maybe for Donovan speak, like, what's it like bringing the baby home? Because I was telling that, because our car seat's already in our car, and I'm like, it's going to be a weird feeling, just again, imagining it. The nurse helps you put the baby in the car, and then you literally close the door, and then you're off home, and like, that's it. Like, it's a whole new chapter in your life. Like, what's that like, that feeling? It's like when you buy a new car. <laughs> you drive it off the lot. Yeah. You're like, ooh, you're like, this is sweet, this. but man, it was expensive and I got to yeah. pay for it. Remor- buyer's remorse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, no, you can't, you can return that. a baby if you want. Do, it's not really. But, yeah. yeah. But what about you, Donovan? Like, what kind of feelings? Like, how long from the time your baby was born and Amara was okay and everything after that, like, to the time where it's it actually sunk in, like, holy crap, I'm a dad? 
but we I think we were there for two at least two or three days. Oh, really? I think yeah, because she had to she had to heal. Um, yeah. So like we didn't get to go back as quickly as some people do. Because um, you have to do return for baby appointments and stuff, huh? Yeah. So she had to she had to stick around for a bit, but he uh, and so with that they kind of slowly did all the uh, you know, all the things that they need to check up on. Yeah. But I mean, I remember the first night though. It's like you're sitting there like all those th- all those things you mentioned. I, th- I think most people think about those things. And even in the first day, even after the kids there, you're like still thinking like, what if, especially like, you know, even ours wasn't like, you know, super, super traumatic. It was, it was still like the moment, like when that happened, I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, we're only supposed to have like two or three doctors. And all of a sudden there's like 10 inside there and you're, and I'm sitting there like, what the heck is going on? I'm holding this kid. And I'm like, I'm like, this isn't the way it was supposed to go, you know, and whatever. And then, but, and then the feeling after the fact was like when he, when everything was okay, Mm -hmm. it's like, but I was still hesitant for the first little bit because of that, that like experience. I was like, well, is it going to be okay? And I I even think like the first six months I was still sitting around there like, you know, who knows, who knows, you know. Yeah. Well, then you hear those crazy stories where like, what's the disease where babies just pass away? Like, well, the, um, SIDS. SIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Where Where they they kind of suffocate. They just don't wake up or something. Yeah. That's freaking. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird thing driving the baby home. But uh um You drive slower. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I do I do drive actually pretty slow. I've never had a ticket, I've never had an accident. And then my wife always says, at least you can't remember any of the accidents you've caused that you don't know of. Because <laughs> maybe yeah, you're listening to your music too loud or something like that. Um so like going next in the next kind of the topic is what's being a dad, what's the the fiction versus reality? Because obviously, no, there's things portrayed in movies and music and TV shows. Like, what was the thing that you thought it was going to be a certain way as far as what we see as entertainment or your own parents doing? And then the reality was like, no, that's not how it is. Is there any, like, experiences you guys had or just if it's sinking in of what it's like day-to-day raising a kid? I I mean, that one's still – that's a tough one because, again, for me, there was a ton of smacks in the face that were not – that were reality that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. Um, I think I would say the the number one thing if I if I that I've thought about over the years I don't think it was something that I I, I realized right away but as time went on and the years went on I think the the one thing that was clear to me that I didn't expect was I guess how difficult it was to it's not I feel like it's not natural to be that selfless as humans mm-hmm. and I think that was the that was the reality that that was the toughest to swallow in a, in, in a lot of ways is that I guess you, you have this kid and you're going to bring them home and you're going to love them and, and they're cute and cuddly. And I, I don't know, I, it wasn't as natural to put myself out there to take care of them as I thought it would be. I think for moms, it, it is more, but I, at least in my experience for dads, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. And so it required, it requires to this day constantly. It's a reminder of, of being, unselfish and and putting your stuff aside to take care of these these kids that rely on you um and it's like a constant reminder so i think that was the reality i thought it would be a little a little more natural for me yeah like i said i think my wife and i think most moms have that where they're willing to do things that i didn't even cross my mind yeah but for me it's learned and it's a constant struggle and the constant thing I have to remind myself. So that was the biggest reality for me that I wasn't anticipating. And I, but it's, it's positive. I, I think it's not a bad thing. I just have to be more aware. And, uh, and I, and I think also the positive was it, I made me have more respect for my parents in a sense. Um, because I realized that 
Although you still respect them for what they did, it was even more so that it just wasn't as natural as you thought it would be. And, yeah. and the same thing for them that you realize what they kind of sacrificed or, you know, gave up to at least take care of you. So that was my biggest reality. What about you, Donovan? Um, I mean, I could go along with what Spencer said and just, I'm not going to, you know, dig deeper into that, but I, I would agree with that, like where it's like you kind of have to learn things. Um, the one thing I thought was like, the one thing you I envisioned was, um, you know, th- those those moments where they show the dad like soothing his baby to sleep yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that never happened for me because the first time it, w- it uh, the Amory needed help, I guess I kind of was like really groggy and tired and was like out of it because I was sleeping. Yep. And I kind of told her I was like, oh, whatever. And then she never asked me to do it again after that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, but but Score. the thing is, is, is his first six months he was chill. Yeah. But then once he hit about the six month mark. He just became the most restless kid. Like we thought we had like the perfect baby, like all these things. And then he hit the six because everybody's telling you like, oh, the first six months are the toughest. But with him was the, it was, it was the, like reverse. the kind of the reverse. But then when you read online, you're like, it's not as uncommon either. You know, even though it's not the majority, it's still like 40 percent of kids still kind of have those issues where they, you know, night terrors and like all the other. Colic. And he's gone through all yeah, oh, I've all those little that. things. Yeah, call it Jessica's niece had that, and they said for a oh. month straight or so. Yeah, just crying all the time. Yeah. We said to give Alex this tar. What is colic to uh, actually? What is it? This is like a stomach, like air. I don't know if it's air in your stomach or your upset just, stomach. Like yeah. supposed to prevent them from like sucking the air in when they drink yeah. their bottles. Yeah. Uh, air in, yeah, there's a couple of different things you know that, that cause just, it. Just yeah. uncomfortable for them, yeah. and they don't know yeah. how to yeah, obviously communicate, so they just cry the whole time. Oh yeah, that happened a lot with Theo. I know that. That's what he 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 started. To eat. He didn't eat much his first six months, and then once he had six months, he ate more, and as he ate more. He started to get like more stomach problems. Oh, that's horrible. But but most kids have stomach problems while they're trying to whatever yeah. figure stuff out. So then, as far as the difference between obviously your kids are a lot older now. Your Scarlett's ten and Alex is six, yeah, almost seven. seven like and then you weeks. said uh, Theo is a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. So as far as raising, like, what's the coolest thing that you've noticed as, as the, in this stage where Theo is starting to get older and obviously he's got a personality now? Like, what's the, the coolest, I guess, dad-son bonding moment you've ever had? Like, or just it dawned on you, like, holy crap, this kid's getting his own personality and... There's so many things with that. Like, even you even notice it at an early age. Even though it's not like, it may not happen regularly, you start to see little things that they do, what they like. But yeah. I mean... The one thing we noticed with him is he he loved uh, and and everybody always says it's bad to do this, but he loved movies, and we found that those when he was no when he hit that time. six month mark, yeah, when he hit that <laughs> six month mark, and it was like he was going crazy for like because he wouldn't he wouldn't go like you know some kids is like they'll go for an hour or two, yeah, it was just like he'd be a little like crying, get him to calm down, and you're like oh everything's good, and then boom, it'd be, you know it'd be back like that and kind of go back and forth like that, and yeah. then we would turn on a movie, and it's like boom he'd soothe, and it was watching, you know this isn't the greatest thing either saw. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's watching no, it Schindler's was, List. It was Finding Dory. Oh, I watched that movie that. like fifty <laughs> times, like the first time. Because, and we we still don't get why. Because that's not like there isn't a lot of you know noise in the beginning of that movie. Yeah. But for some reason, just the visuals or whatever the colors, the colors you know, what yeah. it was, it just it would just soothe them and calm him down. And then that was the maybe thing it was Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Know. Yeah, I don't care. It's a deeper meaning. I mean, if she if she if she calms him down, that's fine by me. What your son's gonna be like <laughs> three years old watching the Ellen Show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so then, so I, you said you've seen Finding Dory like 50 times. Oh, I've probably seen it now like 150 times. There's gotta be certain I've, movies yeah. I gotta make sure I plan out that I will not ever show my kids so that they don't. Because I'm having a girl, so I don't want her to like see Frozen or anything. 
That's, would, that's fair. Because yeah. I don't want to. I've already heard the Frozen song so many times, and it's a good movie, but I don't need to watch it like 50 times. Like, We've well, got so many options. Just, yeah, I know. Just don't bring that one into play. When what? I was, this is a fun fact about John. When I was a teenager, I've seen Robin Hood Men in. What is it? Not Men in Tights. Prince, Prince of Thieves. Of Thieves. No, that wasn't me. That was David. That was Dave about yeah. 50 times and Seven Brides, like, for, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers yes. 50 or more times. That was Both I'm, are fine movies. I have no problem with it. Yeah. But, but being a teenager, they'd be watching it daily on the VHS and so I'd walk in and get, I don't know, I'll watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> sit down. I don't know why I like Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. Daily. I think I it was know. just the colors maybe? That scene where they're all dancing with the different colors. I think shirts. it was Dorcas. Oh, Dorcas? Yeah, Dorcas Gale? The funny thing about that movie is obviously some, obviously when you're a kid, you don't get most of the crap that you're watching. And then when you watch it when you're older, you're like, oh my gosh, this movie's amazing because <laughs> you get all the references yeah. and the jokes. It's a good movie anyway. But what kind of movies did you have to go through with your kids? I know so, well, when, when Tristan didn't, wouldn't watch any movies. So the nice thing about Tristan is that I didn't have to censor anything because he wasn't going to pick it up. So I could watch whatever the hell I wanted. <laughs> it's kind of nice. And then, but then <laughs> the other kids are like, oh, I probably shouldn't be watching this. It's yeah. bad. Um, you guys went through that Mickey Mouse clubhouse yeah, phase I used with to, I, Scarlet. When we first moved here, <laughs> I would like get up in the morning and I'd like, because I suck at getting up in the morning. And so I would just lay down on the couch and let Scarlet watch some TV. And then like, it was weird. Like I'd be singing like, uh, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. <laughs> while you're at work? <laughs> and I didn't know that why, the, why the heck I was singing that. Because I didn't, I was asleep while that was on. And then I was like, what's that from? And then it was incepted into your brain yeah, while you were sleeping. And I realized that it was a uh, Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Yeah, I just discovered that. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, it's but not. but he watches the same like episode over and over and over. No. Yeah, and you're like, oh. and but the hot diggity dog thing comes up all the time, yeah. and the little magical wheel. Yeah, thing. The, yeah, the game that they have to find stuff. Know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, don't, I would hate to be the creators of those shows because that's pretty repetitive stuff that you got to create and draw or write. Or my kids it? really haven't ever. They've never gone through. Uh, there's never been like a movie. Like they just stuck on. Really, I've never, You're I've lucky never then. had that. Yeah, so far. So, I yeah, I can't. I guess it is lucky. Yeah. So. You know what I did like with him was outside the movies. I forgot about even before the movies came into play. It was certain soundtracks and music. Yeah. And the one soundtrack that he loved, which honestly it didn't bother me, uh, out of a cartoony soundtrack, but he can't watch the movie, but he can listen to it forever. Is Moana. We would always put him to sleep to the Moana. Moana's for got some, a good yeah. song. You ever seen a Moana, Spencer? Yeah, I saw it once. Well, because even the, he would listen to instrumental stuff and all the other oh. stuff with it too, and I was like, and he loved it. Okay. And I was like, so that never bothered me, like when you're because I'm like, okay, at least I don't have to listen to like, like hot diggity dog. You know, that good. Over the over. rock song's pretty good. The one that Welcome. sings, yeah, it's good. And then the one that uh, the main, well, the main Flight of the Concord sings. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the <laughs> David Bowie song. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm so shiny. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. No, I like the the song that she sings is really good too. It's got some good harmonies. But um, so you say you just have him listen to the soundtrack, but not watch the movie. When he was younger, yeah, he, 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 we still kind of now now, and it was that in Lilo and Stitch, um, like some of those songs from Lilo. I and have Stitch. never seen Lilo and Stitch. That's no. all right. I like that one. Yeah, it was it was good. I just know I never got around to it. It's more Disney nostalgic and not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, My kids were watching Pocahontas the other day. That movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed out that Christian Bale was in the movie. Yeah, You're like yeah, what? I had no idea. Because when he was like a teenager on the Newsies. Yeah, it's not. Wasn't a great movie. Yeah. Well, it's not even a true story. Well, that too. Well, I guess they they, they did have a Pocahontas too, and she did go to England. Oh, really? But they didn't show that she died because she told, she died of like a horrible disease. Oh. Yeah. Because she was Indian and she came over to England with all these different diseases that she didn't wasn't uh, around. And was she really that hot in real life? Um, probably not. Huh? Probably not. Well, then this is but real to them she was. Because... Yeah, she was exotic. Yeah. Well, in the real story too, I think John John Smith was like in his forties, probably or fifties, and then she yeah she was probably like twelve or she was underage. Yeah. If they even had that back then, which I don't they think didn't. they did. Um, so then what's like the most, 
as far as reality, when it kicks in, you talked about Spencer, like learning how to be unselfish. Um, what's like, you guys can be honest. You're like, what's the most frustrating thing as a parent? Obviously, I don't know what it's like. You only have a year and a half year old. Yeah. It's a little bit different than the stage that he's gone through where the kids are getting more, not, they're not getting rebellious. They're just getting their own, their own attitudes, their own, whatever they want to do. They just don't listen. They just don't. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are jumping off the balcony the other day onto the couch. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Ridiculous. Because Alex is six and he's still just so honest. Um, and we I think home. I, we weren't home. I wasn't home either. On. But I, I think I, I, I think he's kind of a lot like me as far as just I always just would tell the truth no matter what, not realizing like what the consequences were. And so, Kim, like my wife Jessica was like, "Oh, what'd you guys do today?" And he's like, "Oh, I jumped off the balcony," and then <laughs> like casually brought it up. And then Kim was, Kim was like, "What'd you do?" And he's like, <laughs> and then you could tell Scarlett was like, knew <laughs> it was a bad thing, <laughs> and she was like. Uh yeah, like like she was trying to play it off like it's not a big deal, but it's just funny seeing the age difference of Scarlett knowing it's bad, and then Alex just brings it up casually because he's like, yeah, my aunt asked me how my day was, I'm gonna tell her what I yeah. did, and so the hard part about that is is, I mean, you don't want the kids doing because it it's dangerous, yeah, you die, but uh, there's a lot of times that I walk over the balcony and would like to do the same thing myself, <laughs> so then it's hard to come down on them for what, yeah. of course they want to do it, I would want to do it, yeah, so, there's that, um. I mean, like, like being a dad. I mean, because you said it doesn't come as natural as a dad, as far as being a, like, what's what's but, been the most frustrating thing as far as being a dad or a parent? There's been a ton of frustrating things. It's again, a lot of it has to go with my experience with Tristan. There's the lack of sleep and yeah, not doing what you want to do. A lot of this has to come comes back to the selfless uh, issues. Um, I guess some of the frustrating things. Man, I mean, this I get this stuff kind of gets deep. I think, well, but I'm down are, for that stuff. Are realizing the things that maybe you ah, this is bad. Like you weren't taught or weren't given to you through your upbringing. Yeah, that you need to do for your kids. Yeah, and then aren't natural to you because they weren't. So, like an example would be, and I struggle with this. I'm not good. I struggle with affection. Yeah, physical. Well, we affection. didn't really grow up with it, right? Much. And uh, and um, kind of like affirmations as well. And yeah. so, like, I'm never great at telling my wife she looks beautiful. I, I'm just not great at it. Uh, and and so I'll think it. I just women won't say it. And so my wife, on the other hand, is very good. One of her positives is, is that she had a rough upbringing in her family, and somehow I think most. Most of the time, we have rough upbringing. We're held captive by that upbringing, and we we keep those traits with us. But she had the ability to have that upbringing and recognize what was wrong, and, and make sure that it. she addresses those and fixes them in in her own relationships and her own life and that sort of thing. And so, for for me, well, for her, she recognizes having her father in relationship with her their father the importance of a daughter um, feeling loved from her father yeah. and feeling beautiful from her father. I, I think it's a cliche and common. That's why you see a lot of women become strippers because they don't have <laughs> the they don't have that from their dad. Yeah. yeah. So they they seek that that elsewhere, and so it's not natural for me to do that. So fortunately, I have Kim uh, to remind me. You better tell her she looks, tell her like her hair. Tell her like her dress looks pretty. And, yeah. Yeah. And so and then I'll do it, but it still frustrates me that it doesn't come natural and that that I want to be that. It's just I'm not. Yeah. And so I know that's a frustrating thing, and that you could probably dig deeper into that as well. But yeah. What about you, Donovan? Your kid's only a year and a half old. Well, I would say with that, like what I was talking about before, where like 
in the beginning, Amara wouldn't like ask me. To, yeah. And, and I have to watch how I phrase this because she'll get mad at me if I don't phrase it correctly. <laughs> yeah. But um, just don't share this episode. She'll get with mad her. regardless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she probably won't even hear it unless my mom decides it. You know. She's we'll like, hey, Amara, Donovan was on John's podcast. <laughs> you gotta listen to this. What's that? And then she'll be like, oh. Um, but it was like you know after he was always being put to sleep with her. Yeah. And like you, you know, given what is it consoling her or whatever or, or him. Is like then when he got older and she was it would just frustrate her you know after a while like yeah. she'd be really tired and and then you would go to do it and, you, and I couldn't do it you know and it took me a while to figure out how to get him to like go to sleep and it was a lot harder and then because it was so frustrating sometimes like then she would get frustrated or other people in the room would get frustrated like why can't you do it you know and it become like and it just be frustrating for everybody like to put him to sleep and I, I, that was the thing like where I was like like I was saying like I wish I had those moments where you're like oh you're holding your son and you're rocking him to sleep yeah, and those, I was like those, I never had those moments those storybook but, moments yeah they're not that great because sometimes it takes like an hour to rock them to sleep yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh, dude would you just go to sleep like um, so uh, we had the, uh, I can think of a <laughs> bunch of those nights watching what's the other he loves boss baby and was that Al Baldwin that. yeah and I mean the movie's not that great but but I can see why it's great for kids but not great you know yeah, yeah. Like, unlike Pixar you know in some of the Disney Pixar's movies really adults good. can kind of you know relate to them or ball but, her eyes out if it's Coco. Yes, yeah, I just true. remember one night. Did you night, see Coco? Yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah. A lot. And it was like a two o'clock at night, and he woke up because some of you know he has those moments like the night terrors, and then he wakes up and doesn't want to go to sleep, and so it was like watching those movies in the middle of the night, holding him. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, go to sleep. And then you're like, oh, it's three thirty. Oh, it's four o'clock. Oh, it's four thirty. You're like, dude, come on, just go to sleep. Mom's had enough. But then I'm like, well, it makes you grateful, like you said, for for your wife, because then you're like, okay, she's done this probably countless times. I don't even know. Because I'm asleep and I don't even realize yeah. it, you know. And it's like, oh, it makes you appreciate them more. But another frustrating thing is um, when daylight savings ends when you have little kids. <laughs> I'm past this point now, but yeah. when you have a young kid and like it's fall back and you get an extra hour of sleep and you're like stoked, but they still wake up at the same time because they don't understand it. Yeah, that's frustrating. They come jump on your bed. <laughs> well, no, they don't do that. They just, I mean, when they're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like two like, or three. Go make a waffle. Yeah, but when they're young, when they're his age, they don't. They don't get that. They don't know about that. Mm-mm. Um, it's frustrating. So yeah, what I've, I'm having a girl, and to be honest, some people have heard this story, but I really wanted a boy for some reason, <laughs> which I think most guys do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not like I was gonna teach him how to throw a baseball because I'm not in sports at all whatsoever. But I don't know. Maybe I'll teach him how to get good at video games or. You can teach a girl that as well. That's true. I'm not. Uh, being sexy. I think <laughs> I think it's natural. I mean, that's what I thought about. I was stoked to have a boy the first time. And so, yeah, you, you just think of all the cool bonding things that you can do with them. And yeah. It's definitely natural. So, and, and you can do that with a girl as well. So yeah. It's just not, there's a lot of things that you won't be relating to them yeah. with, with, but that's normal. Taking a shower so together and stuff. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but what, skip over that. Yeah. Just cut that, cut that completely out. out of the when I was in the when I was in the doctor's office and they, we were finding out the the gender reveal, I was like, this lady's taking forever to tell us what it is. Like maybe she's trying to find the the genitalia, the penis. Yes. And then she's like, I know what it is, but I really want to get a good shot. And I was like, what is this? And then she's like, oh, it's a girl. And I said, damn it, out loud. <laughs> it's like, and Jessica laughed and the, the nurse laughed too. But um, Jessica, she had a very uh, loving dad and there's five girls in their family and then and one one boy um and so she she says there's something special um between the relationship of a a, a dad and his daughter like as you were saying earlier like they there always, can be there can be do it right yeah That's and because so, i think jessica grew up luckily grew up in a household that their dad always made sure to like tell all of his daughters like you're beautiful like no matter what 
praise them and whatnot. So she says from her perspective, because she had that experience, there's something special that you you can't like you always have a great relationship with your mom if you're if you're a girl or you're a woman. Not necessarily. But like, not again, not necessarily, but <laughs> but uh, you, it, there's a special relationship with a, a daughter and a and a dad, is what people have been saying, and so it's gonna be cool looking forward to that. But um, well, I think there can be, and I think, but I think it's they're both hard. It just is. It's, yeah. it's up to you as a father to do it right, to make sure you give them that affection, make sure you give them those the compliments. Um, but it's just it's not as easy with a boy either because you know how many m- kids when they grow up have issue with their dad. Yeah. And there's a way to jack that up as well. And you have certain expectations that you place on the son. And then if you, you know, they don't meet him, that you're not patient. So it's with both the way your kids, you have to have that. Yeah. It's up to you, yeah. I would say, as a parent, as a father of. As what? if he was a hard parent. Like, the, cause yeah, that's then, the, the cliche dad thing with the son is the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to do this. You must do this. Yeah. Son. And then and when you don't do it, it's like you treat him hard, you treat him harshly, yeah. like toughen up, you know, or whatever. So I'll give you, know, you that, crew cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the thing I learned like when I was in school my last semester talking about I can't I'd have I'm butchering it, but there's like four different types of ways that um, families learn how to deal with emotions. And there's like two there's two really good ones and there's like two really bad ones. And my teacher was honestly pointing out because he studied um, empathy and he did his dissertation and his PhD all work on empathy. And he talked about how our generation, even the one above us, we didn't know how to identify emotion very well and so there's some lot of families who grow up where they're told like crying's dumb and you don't do that but then eventually they're being jacked up later in life because they never knew how to deal with their emotions so knowing that how crucial like everyday decisions are when teaching your kids like what kind of pressure does that put on you guys like with you donovan so theo's a year and a half old like how often does it go through your mind as a parent like crap should i be doing this right now or is he going to catch this? It doesn't this? go through my mind as often, and that's where my wife comes into play. <laughs> and she and she reminds – but, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's, like, it's a good thing to remind you, like, you know, these little things. Like, because she, she does – what you were just talking about, she's always, like, you got to always be nice to him. I'm, like, I'm not really, like, tough on him, but, yeah. it's, but she's always just remembering to, like – get in the habits of, you know, supporting him and and, yeah. not, and being, you know, uh, like you said, having empathy yeah. and stuff like that. She always kind of reminds me to, to, to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. It's all right. I just had a mind blank. We're not live. What empathy. are we? Uh, <laughs> empathy. Empathy. Or just learning how to like let kids be kids and oh, let them. Yeah. So and my wife always just... has to remind me that sarcasm is not a good teaching tool. Yeah. <laughs> and I struggle with that daily. And that's just how yeah. I like decide I want to reprimand them. And well, I even do I it too now that I live with you. Like I'll do it with Alex. I'll just say like little jokes, but I'm like, yeah. Oh, he's, I don't know if he's going to take this serious or not. And he's sick. So, yeah. So it, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a constant, uh, it's a constant struggle as, uh, you know, and, and realizing you make mistakes and realizing that man, I did that one wrong. That's for sure. And then hopefully you'll get a, you know, another chance tomorrow to, to, to fix it. But I think the other thing that's good is, is how forgiving kids are. Yeah. And I think that helps out. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll love you the next day, you know, despite what a dick you are. Or if you, you know, you come up down on them. I, I think that's the good thing. Once they become a teenager, probably not so much, but you still got a good 10 years in there or more that I think that you can make, make mistakes and, um, as long as you're willing to fix it, find ways to fix it, you can. So it's, it's a little more subliminal, I would say. Like it's it's in the back of their mind, so they don't remember everything. Yeah, right, right. But like, and so, but but that's also you can't like always mess up. Also, the one thing that I noticed, like with the uh, deal, and this is kind of is weird, is weird and funny to me. But and I guess he'd done it to my wife before. 
but with the um, cell phones. So it was like, you know, yeah. you're just screen time again and that thing. But it was one thing I noticed one day, we're sitting in church and we, he never, he just runs literally for the hour. He well, just can runs he walk around. now? Yeah. And he just runs. He just runs and, run, and just keeps going. And like, we'll see some of the people that you guys knew growing up, like some of them will see him and be like, oh, there he goes again. And it's like, you know, every week they're like, oh, he's doing his laps. Well, he still have and, a better nap later on though, right? But when he sits down here, and sometimes he, he, you know, just randomly, it's it's not set up. He'll just see my phone, grab it. And the thing that he started to do is he started to grab my finger and put it, you know, on the screen because he sees me put my finger on the screen. Uh, and it made me sit there and think because it was like, that's such a minuscule, like, you know, little ha- habitual thing that you do that you don't think is that big a deal. And he knew, like, to grab my finger and put it on there. And then and then we started to realize he was trying to put, he saw he saw us putting our thumb here on the thumbprint thing. Yeah. And he was trying to put our thumbprint and our fingerprint on there too. And it's like, and it made me think like, dude, they are watching like every little thing that you do. That's crazy. And, and they're taking, even if they don't, because they can't express it to you um, verbally, you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But you, but they are, it's all stored in there in their mind. So well, you nice. realize as you get older and you see all the mannerisms, mannerisms that you have that you're dad has oh yeah and you're like i don't know why i picked that up it's just that's what i say i, that's how I, I say can it. literally sometimes when i'm talking to somebody like, that was dad I'll yeah yeah i'll like almost have an out-of-body experience where i'm like i'm watching myself talk or do manners i'm like holy crap i just did something that dad would do or like mom would do or like talk to someone in public with your wiener hanging out of your pants <laughs> you ever, oh you haven't done that <laughs> no wait did dad do that yeah, oh, yeah. that 50 mile hike we were on <laughs> His underwear was covering it, but like he didn't zip, he didn't zip after we went to the bathroom, so it was kind of popping out. And we were yeah, talking to some went, stranger. Yeah, he was just talking to him, and he came <laughs> back like, "Were you talking to those people with your dick hanging out of your pants?" And, and then he's, he's like, like oh, whoa, and then he does this weird typical dad joke. He's like, "Oh, it's just so big, I couldn't get it back in." <laughs> Stupid. So that, that's another thing I want to go into, like how how quickly did you realize when you're having these kids and you're raising them that like you do a lot of crap that your parents did or didn't do. Because obviously you, you pick up certain things and you don't pick up certain things. There's certain things that you're instantly like, oh, this is exactly what my mom and her dad would do or anything. I don't remember anything instant, like right off the bat. Maybe as your kids are getting older now? Yeah. Man, I, I don't know if I can think of anything exact that I do. Yeah. Um, and then I don't want to call up my parents either because in case they listen to this. Yeah. So, but, I mean, there, yeah, there are things that I'll find myself doing that I'll catch myself. My wife will catch, and, you know, and... That, well, I mean, that catching yourself could be, it could be a positive thing, like, yeah, obviously, yeah. or negative. Yeah, it's true. So there are any there. I can't I, I can't remember anything, like, right off the bat where I was like, oh, this is what my dad would do. Yeah. So I don't, I don't remember that, so I anything can't Anything you can recall, Donovan, or, or anything that you like that your parents did that you guys wanted to start right away? Um... I mean, the music thing, I, I just wanted him to be into music, which, I mean, I think all of us here have that same kind of Which I don't thing. know where we got it from, though. No. I, I got it from you, mostly. Yeah. But mom, well, Dad would I blast, would, like, the Eagles and Doobie well, yeah, Brothers on Saturday a, when mornings. When I was a little kid, there's pictures of me with, like, just headphones on listening to the Commodores, um, just because that's what they had. My dad always had a big... I mean, that was that was an 80s or 90s thing, was you had big speakers in the house. Yeah, everybody had... Yeah, they were, like, yeah. five feet yeah, tall. you don't have yeah. that now. But, so, no, they had record collection and... Um, so there was a, there was music when I, from a young age, and so and then eventually I took it to be my own thing and went a little crazy with it. But so it was there, and then you got it from me. Uh, yeah. So and you said Donovan as well. You wanted to be in yeah the music, music thing, which I'm glad he he likes music. Like the other day we were like, um, because I do the stuff at USC still, and I always yeah. try, try to find new music. DJing, right? And I was like, and every a couple of my friends, um, well, it's you know I, I 
um, and he's a good dad too, so I should put him on here. We should have him on there. But uh, <laughs> my friend Justin, who's the lead singer, she wants revenge. Um, yeah. He was like, "Oh, the John Mayer track's the greatest thing ever," and I was like, "Really? He's saying the John Mayer?" But then he comes from a hip hop background yeah. and all that too, and so I, so I was like, "I put it on," and as I play it, Theo's standing out there, and I don't, he likes to twerk. And, oh, really? and we don't, we don't know why it's like <laughs> so we're sitting there like this must be a natural thing because he he crouches down and he just goes like this you know and, and does like the little twerk motion yeah and he was doing it to that song and then the funny thing is he went and he comes up to me and he grabs my leg and he's like give me your phone you know he's like pretty much give me the phone and he does like a little boom box and then runs around with it you know yeah and he dances but what he does he he runs to an area sets it down and then dances and then yeah. runs to an area and sets it down and dances and he kept the thing on repeat forever and ever and ever and I'm like okay this is good because I'm like I do not want to listen to like. Because my parents, I don't think, really did that with me as kid much. Pop, listen to kid stuff. It sucks. But, yeah. Just the kid pop stuff is just, the, it's just remade. They just yeah, cover the songs, right? Yeah, they're all pop songs. That's the hard part, having a daughter who's 10. It's like, I cannot get her to listen to good music. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> I try. I, mean, I try all the time. Like, I'm about to go through that, too. With listen to this off-time signature here. You got to respect this. And <laughs> oh, with the progressive care. stuff? Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like, they don't care. They're like, there's no good course. Alex is a little bit more open, but... Same time, it's hard to. Well, Alex, he's just showing me like his techno music he likes. Yeah, that's the weird part. I can like Pokemon or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can only do so much. Yeah. But at least they listen to it. I'm like, at least it's not like, I just don't want. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I don't care, but I just don't want the kid that's like listening to kids bop. You know, it's well, like. Well, it sounds like you just want more so your kid have just an appreciation for yeah. music. And hopefully they, they have good taste. Well, and so that I don't a, go crazy while, yeah. <laughs> while I'm sitting in the car. It's hard though because it, at yeah. the same time, I don't know. I don't want to say I worry. I don't know how deep, how much I want him getting into. Because you don't want him like putting eyeliner on when he's a teenager. Yeah, and I mean, there's yeah. that. I, it, it just depends. Like I always felt like for me, I, I really got into the music, but it never, whatever I listened to, never became my identity. But that's very normal. You know, you get into the punk scene, and all of a sudden you're wearing safety pins and vests yeah. and whatever. Cut off jeans yeah, and, and so, and then getting into it too much, where I'm like, dude, take it easy. Like, Slayer's not really a satanic. Like, we don't need to be having like, <laughs> yeah. pentagrams and black. This is all for fun. Yeah. And so then, at the same time, I, I am a little because I I do recognize and I have seen it how much that getting into the music that much can dictate the way your life life goes in some ways. Yeah. And so at the same time, sometimes I'm like, oh well. If they don't, they don't. It's well, especially right. with, like, everybody said our hip-hop era and all that was bad. And it was like, but it seemed real. Yeah. And right. now it's very fictitious and it's all one big story and it's all one big game. But the kids, like, the 13 to, to, I'd say 13 to 16, because once they get about junior, senior, and high school, they start to realize a little bit more. But they still listen to it. You, yeah. so you realize it, but you, but you still listen to it. But I'm like, so much of this stuff, I was like, because I sit there at USC and I go through the music all day long and I kind of laugh because I'm like, I mean, it's a it's a diverser crowd, but it's still USC, so it's predominantly white, like rich white kids. And you're playing some of this music, and you're like, yeah, play like a certain song, and I'm like, what's the one that uh, well, the funny one is like, you know, because with everything that happened with Kanye lately, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you're sitting there, and then and then I play the Black Slave song, and they all love this remix of it. Uh, it died, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you play that, and then you're sitting out there looking at the crowd, and you're like, all right, okay, fifty percent of these kids are white, like, and you're seeing this song, <laughs> and you're and you're just like, and then after the Kanye thing happened, you know, in the comments and all that stuff, I was just like. I, I did it on purpose just to see like if it would it was like the same it way it was six months. This is just the same reaction that they've oh, always had, never that, changed. Okay. And but but you're still sitting there looking at that, and, and and at the same time, I'm like, I didn't take it that literally. You know, when I was that age, I knew when and where and what to yeah, do yeah. and what to say. I don't know if you saw recently. There was a kid who got up on stage with Kendrick Lamar, I saw that, and was singing the song. The white and he, girl, and, or was it a girl? Okay, yeah, a white and, girl. and she repeats all that. I just read the article. I didn't re- look at the video yet. And she she repeats you know the words of the song, and Kendrick's like. uh 
Just make sure next time you sing this, yeah, edit out that word. Stopped it. Just, Wait, yeah. did she say the she N-word? She said the N-word. She was just yeah. singing it, and he stopped it, and it was oh. like... And it was like, it became kind of an awkward moment. I mean, it, and it was good that he did it, but then it's like awkward because... It was a weird... Yeah, yeah I, I kind of wonder. realize, what... like, like what you're saying, they're taking on a little bit of the... More yeah. of the culture than we did. Yeah. But then again... I knew kids back then too that took on a little bit more of the culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, they dive into shit. it. So you have oh, to watch yeah. that. That's when the bomber jackets. The what? The bomber jackets? No, that was not. Bomber jackets, when we were growing up, was like a, it was like a, a skinhead. Or, yeah, or no, skinheads. Yeah. Wait, didn't you have a black yeah. one with or orange greasers. inside? Yeah, well, it wasn't a skinhead, but it was no. like, it, it was a little bit more of a. It wasn't a, it was a white people thing. And it oh. depended on the color. Yeah. So like the Mexican greasers wore the maroon ones. And then. <laughs> I forgot yeah. the Mexican greasers. Yeah. They wore the maroon ones. And I don't know where the Mexicans are liking, like, they want to talk about the ones that like Morsi a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where that came from. <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, it's, Smith? It's it's because it's he, a really diehard group of them. They're all the Hispanic. Smith and Depeche Mode were like some of the first groups to like go down to a. South uh, for touring. touring. And then they just loved them because they did that. And the same, that's why Metallica went in, you know, and that's why Metallica in Latin America is like, you know, the biggest thing ever. And it's just because they would always go there. Whereas everybody else who probably didn't have the finances to do it, you know, didn't do it. Even though I'd say in the Depeche Mode and the Smiths, when they did it, they weren't very, they were wealthy, but they weren't like. The Smiths never had that mainstream. Yeah. But in Mexico, man. Well, yeah, that's why it's always surprising to see that in the States. That Smith's uh, convention still in LA that they've had for whatever they I work with a girl that was Hispanic, and she would go to Morrissey's house and like camp. Did he say he has weird fans? Yeah, yeah, but apparently he's really cool to his fans, and he'll come out and chat with them. They'll they'll camp outside his house. They're diehard. That's weird. She would go out there and like, yeah, he seems weird. Like, he seems weird. He's very loyal to, he understands, he respects his fan base. Oh. Except when he doesn't show up, except when he's sick and he's like, I'm not showing up to a show. Oh, he's like Axel from Guns N' Roses? Or Kanye. Oh, yeah. So then, like, that was. That tangent, it kind of fit in, though, because, like, you guys, you're about to have teenagers, but then you can still speak into it, even though it's going to be many years. Like, are you guys scared, like, the way the world's going right now as far as society and, like... No, I, I'm pretty sure every parent goes to this with whatever generation they're in. Like, I'm oh. not scared because, like, I, I don't think that what we're seeing is anything that new. Like, new, new issues, in a sense, but there's always been... Something it's always been this is, is forever. This isn't new. Like listen to music in the seventies and eighties, and it's gonna, you know, Woodstock. there's a narrative that's there that's very similar. Yeah, and it's so I, I'm I'm not necessarily concerned with that. No, um, that, I mean in a short answer, uh, I think um, there's always been opportunities. I, I'm not big into the sheltering thing. I'm big into the discussing thing and talking about things. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of how I did it. I faced a lot of issues growing up. Was I just let's just chat about it and whether it was crude or whatever it was we would it was kind of forced into that and yeah. i was okay with that and so i'm okay to do that as well as long as you can discuss these things I'm, I'm happy to do it so i recognize that your kids you can only you can only give yourself your kids so much you can only do so much for them and eventually they're going to be their own people they're going to be there's nothing you can do about that yeah and that's the whole joseph smith quote you know i teach them correct principles and they govern themselves yeah that's the reality that's gonna be the same thing as your kids so when it comes to issues with them facing the world that's what you that's what you've opted to do is you've opted to raise a kid give them a foundation and then send them off let them make their own decisions so yeah in some ways it seems scary because it doesn't seem like a reality because this is they're here with me today and i yeah hug them and tuck them in at night and say prayers with them but eventually they have to be able to do it. And so with any issue that's going on, I feel like, you know, you're going to teach them what's teach them what you want them to know about it. Uh, and then hope they go to school and, you know, carry on what you, uh, 
make well, the best of themselves. themselves. It's not a big fear for me. What about you, Donovan? I know you're a little ways off as far as a teenage thing, but I'm pretty sure you've had these and thoughts. And I think it's going to be so drastically, like, different, yet so much, like you said, so much the same. Like, there'll be so many little things, and, and we'll focus so heavily on those couple of things that change drastically that we forget that there's so many things that are just, like, human, you know, the human, uh, just go read, read Shakespeare, read Homer, read... Uh, you know, that's why they have us read all those old stories, you know, because yeah. if you look at it in and the scriptures, it's like there's a common thread through a lot of these yeah. stories that you see. And you're like, so humans don't change. It's just what's around us that changes. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's good, too, because it's like, you know, we always said like, oh, they need to see the world. They need, you know, or or we're, they're afraid of them being of the world. And I'm like, well, there's nothing you do about that now. The world is yeah. is it almost every single country, every single person's like doorstep. So I think it's just better, like you said, talking with them about it and getting them ready for it, because if they don't understand it. You're gonna when you like you said when you send them off into the world, they're gonna see it and they're gonna be surprised and it's either gonna be a for you know a positive or a negative effect. Yeah, it could be a crazy um, culture shock. Yeah, well, I think just... kids are gonna the kids are gonna face things and they do face things now that we never had to. Yeah. No, like I mean, well, just if we did, it was a, this is now I mean, at an earlier age. Teenagers today with their phones have unlimited porn in their pocket. Like I never had that. I don't even know what I would have done with that. Like well, I do know what I would have done with that. <laughs> and so I. They're facing things that we, yeah, we we don't know. We're not going to understand. Yeah. So again, I think it just comes back to just setting them up to kind of win and and make sure. I, my ultimate goal, I think, as a parent, is to develop relationships with my kids where I'm trusted and that they're kind of like a friend. Like I mean, a parent we're trusted and they're willing to come to me. Yeah. And never have to be ashamed or afraid that they can't come to me, so I can kind of give them guidance and help them out. That's yeah. I think if I can do that, that's my goal. Then I'll be happy, and I'll maintain that relationship with them, and, and that's that's you know it, I don't not I'm not my goal isn't that my kid becomes a doctor or that my kid does the, these sort of things. I want them to be successful. Obviously, anybody does because you don't want them to live until you tell you're 50. <laughs> but my main goal as a parent is just to be able to to develop that relationship with them where they'll continue to come to me and and um, not feel judged but feel loved. Yeah. And so I don't know how I'm doing with that, but that's the goal. But you, Donovan, you have like a theme or a goal that you've kind of thought of over the last year and a half of no not really except that the one thing i will i, I i've been um you know i'll just bring it back to the usc thing again is because i've been able to watch like this kind of different class of people you know in a yeah. sense like this past year I've, like the one of the kids that djs with me all the time his grandpa is the one that owns the kings and built like la live and all that holy crap and so you watch like but there's certain you got to remember like when you're watching i'm like i'm looking at the positive aspects because there are certain things like I, I love these these kids have been really cool with me all year you know whatever and, and there's certain trials, even though they come from like this wealthy family, there's still trials that they go through. Yeah. But you still look at the positive things that they have in their life and you're like, man, I didn't have like these things. And especially I see it with like this culture. And it's not even just the rich people that are there, but the kids within there where they had like, they had somebody that like guided them into like jumping right into schooling, knowing what they wanted to do. And, and I was watching, this kid's a triplet. And so I watch him and his brothers and like his family helped them find like the, uh, their strengths of each triplet. Yep. And each of them are focusing on the strengths. I don't know if they're going to be really, really good, but it seems like they all enjoy what they were doing. And I'm like, dude, you guys are all going to be like, you know, 22, 23 years old and you're going right into the world, like knowing exactly what you want to do and you're yeah. excited and you seem motivated. Whereas if it was me at that age, I would have been like, well, I want to do this, 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 you know, I was like I all over the that. place and, yep. and, and all of that. And I'm like, but it, you know, it comes down to like my counselors, honestly, I'm not going to, I mean, they're great people, but they weren't like the best. They didn't really like, cause they come from state schools and I'm not going to like knock state schools cause we went to state schools, yeah, but, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, they saw something different yeah. in us. And, and I'm like, and that's one thing I've, I've realized with him is I'm like, I don't want him to like, I want to help him find his strengths yeah. and help him like focus on those strengths yeah. you know, so that he can, uh, you know, 
really help them fo- stay focused on those strengths and help them gr- create more strengths instead of uh, my dad was a little more in parents and now my mom's going to listen to this and get mad at me. Um, where so they, right. they, were, they were a little like, 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 like kind of like, you know, just letting us do whatever we wanted and they were supportive of it, but it was kind of like they let us do whatever we wanted and my dad would wait for me to come to him and like be like, all right, well, well like with my mission, it was like, I, you know, he was bishop when, when I was there and mm-hmm. he was like, I walked into his office and we were having an interview and he was like, da 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 and I was like, I thought we were going to talk about my mission. And at the end of it, I'm, he's like, do you have any other questions for me? And I was like, well, yeah, when am I going to go on my mission? And he looks at me and he goes, well, when are you going to go on your mission? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, okay. I need that guidance. Need and for me, it worked. That worked for me. But then I see it with other you know, yeah. people and I'm like, they probably would have needed like, and so you have sure. to watch, even my mom, my mom will say that sometimes, like, you know, where it's like, not every kid's the same. And so you have yeah. to really pay yes. attention to that. And, and I think that's, and Amber's, she's related to that to me. Cause I, cause I joke with her, like uh, a couple of the football players that I know that have played at USC, like they saw pictures of him when he was born and, and they were like, dude, he's going to be huge. Is he going to play football for us? <laughs> and, and I was like, you're going to pay for him to go. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, I'm more than willing to s- set him up there. And then Amra, every time I tell her that, she's like, well, it's only if he's into football or if you, and I'm like, of course, Amra, like, like, but she has to remind me like, you got to let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to like what we were talking about before the dad that's like telling their son everything they have to do. Like yeah. that's, that's also the, I've seen that with a couple of people too. And you're like, that also doesn't turn out the right way either. It's not forceful. It's like just guiding them, you know, and then letting them make the decisions of where they want to go, but you kind of give them the opportunities. But yeah. I think something I've kind of thought about as I've been prepping for having a kid is kind of, I've one thing I always want to do is maybe teach them the why behind a lot of things. And explaining them, yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty. No, they'll ask basic. why a lot. You yeah, a but just kind of like of why we do things or why we don't do things, and I don't know if it's because I didn't. I, I'm pretty sure we got that as a kid. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, but I think just teaching them the why of why do we why we do certain things, why we live a certain way, or why we don't do certain things, and letting them know this is exactly why it is. But then ultimately, at the end, like you said, they're gonna have that decision. Um, two last things I wanted to talk about. Yep. Now this is probably a super hard to kind of wrap up in one little like sentence or however long you want the answer to be. What's like the most joyous thing that you've had being a dad and being a parent? I'm pretty sure there's countless memories you have or countless things, but like if you could wrap it up in one thing, like what was like the most joyous thing about being a dad or being a parent? Nah, I gotta think about that one. That's fine. For a sec. I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just try to go then. Um, it's, and it's just for me right now, it's just trying to remember, like the, like I said, that little thing with the finger or else with right this now. phone. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can't see it because it's, it's dead right now, but that's fine. But it was like, uh, I, Amra called me earlier today and then I had to go into a meeting. Um, so I couldn't finish talking with her. Um, or no, no, Theo was being a little crazy. That's what it was. So she had to get with him. And I was like, well, just talk to me later. And then I see, like, I saw this light come through. <laughs> Which I wish we had a picture to like show, and I see, and I've oh, that's never of, ever happened before. Emojis. Yeah, and it's all the emojis, and then and so I sent him like that picture, and then like all these things started coming through there, and all that, and so I sent him a video like you better take away your mom's phone, and then Amber's like, oh, he sat and watched the video like twenty times, and it was fun, and it's like, and it's like I could have just uh, ignored that moment because I've never had that happen before, and it's kind of like watching those those little things because I'll forget about this probably you know in in a couple of days I yeah. won't exactly remember it, but if you're always aware and remembering, trying to remember as many of those things as possible, I think that's like the joyous thing is like just remembering those little moments. You're not like what we talked about in the beginning. You're not going to have these big, like, like those amazing moments those you're talking about. Moments. Yeah. Happen every once in a bloom. I don't, in my first year and a half, they don't happen all the time. Yeah. But if you, but it, but if you're waiting for those and missing all the little, just the little funny little things, it's like, 
probably wouldn't be as happy, you know. Yeah. With it, and I think that's just paying attention to all like the the daily, just weird, funny little things that they do. But yeah. just kind of finding joy in the journey. Yeah. You have an yeah, answer, Spencer. I mean, I would agree with that. There's so many. To me, there's just so many emotions as being a parent uh, that I don't pay, pulling out the joy is hard. There's a lot of fear. Yeah, I have a lot of fear. I, I worry about my kids getting hurt a lot. I don't know why. And so, I mean, I don't know why, but it it, it affects me and it, it makes it kind of hard. And you know, I go and check before I go to bed. I'll go into each the room and check on and make sure everything's okay. And, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do that out of fear in a way. But at the same time, there's a sense of joy that comes from it um, and watching them be peaceful and sleeping. And so I think, um, I mean, it's a tough question. It's, to me, I have to think about because, I, yeah, I can't. Well, it's a big answer. I think, I mean, there's a few times where I can remember where something gets back to you that your kid did that you think you just shake your head and be like, yeah, that's right. Like, I taught them that. Or, yeah. you know, they did something that you, when you weren't around, that there's always joy in that. Um, I, I just think overall, the the joy I think just comes from the that their appreciation of you in a sense um it's an opportunity I think and it's hard to describe because it's not I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here to put it into words but just being a father is an opportunity um and it's like any trial that you know I I, I think through my life and the trials that I experienced there's a lot of joy that come from it but the journey's rough yeah. Um, and then as you look back, you can see those things. And I think with parent, as being a parent, there's a lot of joy that comes from it, but the journey's not easy and it's a struggle daily. Um, but overall, there's just something about it that um, there is joy in it. But yeah. It's hard for me to just describe that one moment. Yeah. I talked to someone when I was, someone I got close with in Philadelphia. I called him in November and told me we were pregnant. And he's like, your kids can be punks like 90% of the time, but that 10%. <laughs> Is all worth it. Yeah. And that's what makes it that's what makes it worth it having the kids and realizing like the relationship that you have with them and how important it is to be aware of all those joyous moments that like Donovan was talking about. So the last thing I have is if anyone who's listening who's doesn't have a kid yet, for me, like what would be like I don't know, two or three things. Maybe that's maybe that's too many. What would just uh, some little advice that you would give to like fathers who are about to be fathers or kid guys who are about to be fathers or or like what you wish you would have known when you guys first had kids. Donovan, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first since I guess it's the closest. It's like just, just I mean, have ex- I shouldn't say don't have expectations, but like you know, you have expectations, you have goals, and you have, and it's not like saying don't have those things, but just don't go into it like. Make sure they're realistic. Yeah, be realistic. Yeah, about life and and just go with the journey. Like be be open to you're gonna have to be open to change. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's where some some guys I've seen it like some guys struggle with trying to because uh, you know once you, most humans once you hit a certain phase you're like I don't want to change that yeah, much yeah. and it's and it's tough to change um, but I think that's that's the one thing I've realized is it's like I have to like and then there's a couple of, you know I could go into other you know work stuff and all that stuff you know that, that that's sent some reality checks to me um, but oh, just like providing yeah and all that like yeah. you know and it makes you feel like less of a man sometimes but. Um, <laughs> But but it's like just remembering, you know, just to um, to be open to it because it's his personality. It's not you. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he will take on things like Spencer said earlier. You know, he'll take on traits that you have, but don't force anything. Like don't 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 force it on him. Let him as long as it's not he's not going to like you said go jump off a bridge and yeah. you know, hurt himself. But I don't know. That's that's one thing I would just say to any dad is like 
don't pump all these fantasies in your head. Just just let it happen. Yeah. But you, Spencer? I would, I would agree with that. Um, definitely not having specific expectations for uh, mostly because life never happens how we want it to anyway. And so when you have those expectations, you're likely to be disappointed. Down. I think I don't know if this is advice. This is probably um, I feel like it's something that's worked well for me. So I'll, I guess I'll pass this along. I think. Um, and it's not even just parent, it's kind of, it has to do with marriage and parent in a sense is don't, uh, how do I explain this? Don't get too, inv- don't get too focused on roles as a parent of what Oh, like someone wife... does the dishes and yeah, stuff like that. It, it's been kind of a, an effect of my life with Tristan was the need to get specific things done. So there was never a, uh. Oh, wife's changed the diapers and she cooks and then cleans and I go to work and you mow the lawn uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, and I've and the and so the reason I it's worked out for me because that's how we are now is like I just do whatever to do to get the job done. It's been a huge benefit um, because there's just gonna be those times, man, where you're gonna you might do a little bit more, or you might change the diaper and feed him at night and hold him and rock him to sleep. There's gonna be times where it's gonna hopefully come back to you. I don't. That's that's a real deep one and it's something that you could really get into. But that's been a huge um, benefit in my life to be able to do that. Uh, so I guess that would be my my advice is trying to get hung up on. Um, this is your job. My, this is my job. Yeah, and if yeah. we don't do these, then it's not gonna work. Yeah, because it's hard. Because what happens is if you don't have kids, you see that you go to work all day and then your wife's been with the kids all day. And when you get home, I was like, here, take them. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what the hell, man? I've been at work all day. I don't want to do that either. And then, and it's a natural thing for her to do because she's been with them all day. Yeah. And so it, it's, I don't know, if you can kind of get away from that, that we just don't have, you know, our roles is, our roles are our roles parents and our roles to get the job done. So the kids go to sleep at night. We can go to sleep at night and we, we, we got it done. So I, th- I don't know. That would be, uh, I had another one too, but what was That's the, uh, what was the, uh, just like two or three things of advice for new dads or up and coming dads. Do you have any more, Donovan? I had it. You know, it's one thing that, uh, and I was going to do this when I came here. I forgot. All right. What is this? Donovan's well, this is something rummaging through them, a bag. What made me think is I was going to do this like with you guys just so we can have fun. Um, Hot Wheels. Is yeah. he's, he's getting into cars, and, and my dad loved cars. And, I, and, I, and then I started remembering I love cars. You know, when I was a kid, but I haven't remembered that don't in Don't you have a crazy time. bunch of car sets? Well, we're getting rid of my dad's stuff. Oh. Because yeah. it's just you don't want to uh, – it's all – Worth. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, you guys can open one, and and, it. and it's and it's like and the only reason I was gonna do this is like a figurative thing, is like because I opened one of these the other day. I never got one because they didn't have it this well, way. Well, they're but, all in bags now. They've kind of gotten skimpy. Well, yeah, they've got all these weird like they you know, used crazy to be things. cheaper. They used to be card. Yeah, it's cheaper. They used to be cardboard. But then, well, they have the cardboard ones too. Oh, they do. So, yeah, well, but uh, but dope. I was sitting there with it and I was like, you know, I, when I opened this, I was like, oh, it remembers what it's like. Be, you know, it was reminding me what it's like one. to be a kid. Eh, whatever. It's random. <laughs> but, I got the uh, orange one. But it's sitting there when I did that, I was like, you know, it was when I was grabbing these cars, I was like, you know, I got to remember what it's like to be a kid too. Yeah. So that when I'm talking with him, because I'm like acting with him as an adult, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I don't want to do the baby talk. I don't like the baby talk thing. Yeah. But but I still got to remember he's a kid. Like, and so when, like, when I got these cars, I've been having fun with the cars and it's reminding me what it's like to be a kid. My wife kind of gets annoyed by it, but, what? but it's like, well, cause so many cars keep coming into the house oh, oh, cause, cause, cause they're 99 yeah, cents, yeah. you know, and it's like whatever. And he loves to play with them and whatever, but it, it was, that was one thing. I, and that's why I brought these with, I was like, you know, just sitting there remembering as a dad, like, remember what it's like to be a kid. Don't think about what it's like in your day, you know, right then and there, you're not going to have the exact same experiences, but 
just like you know, you know, I don't know if you have that feeling. It was kind of cool to open this. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah it was kind of I haven't fun. opened a toy in forever. Yeah. I remember as a kid too, like <laughs> oh, I mean, your iPhone. Every time you open that, that's I know. <laughs> Saving <laughs> like I know, just it's more pricey. Yeah. Um, you don't have really buyer's remorse when you buy a Hot Wheel, but you might have yeah. it when you're like, I should have bought that laptop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I remember as a kid, like not understanding the concept of you know money, and as far as like it was six dollars was a lot. Yeah, to save cool. up for an action figure. That one. <laughs> but uh, what is it? No, no, dude. You can't take it with your son, man. Um, yeah, um, so just realizing that, like you said, Donna, that kids obviously are just learning. And so learning how to kind of adapt to them and not really push the adulthood on them. Because then everyone always says, like, oh, my my kids grew up too fast and I regret well, not spending time with them when they were kids. That was going to be my – that was the other one that I wanted to, to bring up, I guess, my advice as an old, wise parent. <laughs> and my wife reminds me of this all the time is that she doesn't care – my wife doesn't care about – it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Quality, like yeah. you get, The reality is you're not going to be around a lot. You're working. There's things to go. You have church callings. But when you're here, be here. And it, it, again, it comes back to that thing where it's so and that life is just full of distractions. Everything's a distraction yep. to the things that aren't that important. Especially nowadays with the technology, oh, there's, there's, the there's so much, and so it's so easy to be distracted. And then, and then, and for me now, being a little bit older and having my I mean, my my oldest son passed away three years ago. That's a long time. Three years. It's gone by like it's a blink of an eye. Yeah. And you know now to have a preteen. Practically, he's a teenager already, and a seven-year-old, and it's like it was quick. And it, and I look back, and it's hard to remember. You only have pictures. I don't even remember cuddling with Alex now. It's like it's hard. I I remember doing it, but it's not vivid, and so it goes by quick. So it's true. It's it's quality, not quantity. So as you, that's yeah. my advice to you is, um, just take those those times, man. And but when you're there, be there. Be there. Yeah. Well, it's been good. Um. Thanks for guys for coming. And for, uh, by the way, we're not, I'm not like a perfect parent anymore. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> I'm not giving advice I, because I've yeah. got it all down. These are just the things I've learned and no. I'm still learning daily. And so, like when I was trying to think of a topic, like I said, it's really hard sometimes to think of topics weekly or every other week. But I figured me having a kid in two weeks, my life is completely going to change. And mm-hmm. you've gone through that. And Donovan, you were just with that like a year and a half ago. So um, I didn't want kids for a long time. I kind of avoided the conversation for like two <laughs> years because Jessica was really, she was ready to have kids. I wasn't. And I was just, because I was finishing up school. But then after that, I was like, well, now what do I have to live for? And so I finally, I was, I was joking around, she she broke me down, air quotes. But like, it is, it's scary, but I'm excited. And I see some of my other friends who, like Michael Calderon, shout out to you, who who's, loves his daughter. And he his his first uh, kid was a girl. And so just seeing that, and people hearing people explain that you didn't think you could love anymore. And all of a sudden you have a kid and like, your heart opens up even more and you can't explain it. Like our old right. Bishop, he says it, it, it took him two days. Their first kid was a son and his son's like 25 now, but he was saying the son was like, the baby was in a bassinet. He'd been home for two days and he was just like standing above the bassinet, just looking at him. And all of a sudden his heart just like gushed, just like it all of a sudden hit him that he was a dad and like he loved this, this baby and it was his kid and it was his responsibility. But so I'm, I'm excited to go through that. But again, it is kind of nerve wracking and all that stuff. So <laughs> it'll be good. Anyway, well, thanks, guys, for joining. Anyone who's listening, Donovan, thanks for coming. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. If you ever do move here to Utah. If I do. We'll <laughs> uh, Spencer, thanks for walking downstairs. Oh, yeah. And this has been the John Lyon Podcast. I'm John Lyon. This is episode 42. Peace. Bye. Peace.